0: Hi, and welcome to episode 6 of WorkBeats Podcast. I'm your host Kai, let's jump right in. It's great to be back, and with such an amazing episode coming up as well. I took a week's break, as you all know, if you've been on the Instagram, because I wasn't mentally all there. And with this being the first guest... I really wanted to be at the right focus otherwise let's face it the episode would have been pretty shit so in this episode what can you expect the guest that i'm bringing on tonight uh, or today it's gonna be 9 a.m on a friday when i upload this this guest he's a very good friend of mine more of a brother to me more than anything i've known him for a very long time how long exactly i don't know you could probably ask him Um, and we are both very much into rugby I don't play anymore for my reasons but I know this guy revolves around rugby so who better to get on this episode other than this guy so when he comes on I'll ask him a load of questions I'll try not to make it sound too professional or too much like an interview. Um, and through it all you'll find out how much rugby really means to him if you haven't already go and follow the podcast Instagram at Workbeats Podcast. I've sort of stayed away from Twitter and to be honest I may close that page down due to not really being a fan of the app myself but after this episode goes up there will be a Facebook up and running so search Work be- Beats Podcast on Facebook and I'm sure you'll find it the profile pic will be exactly the same as instagram spotify and all the other platforms so if you haven't already go and familiarize yourself with that right i wouldn't be surprised if you all have fallen asleep right now but that's enough of me waffling without further ado fasten that seat belt and welcome my guest james donovan So, have you been on podcasts in the past?
1: Yeah, I've been on podcasts in the past.
0: Right, so you, you know how they work and all that, then. Yeah. Oh well. Glad to have you on. Really, you're my first guest. I bet you feel, Holland.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, it's 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 just great. Like, obviously, as well. You being one of my closest mates, it's it's, it's good to help out. Where wherever I can, as well, you know.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. Well you're my first guest there will be others on and i'm sure you'll hop along again at some point of course
1: course you know (laughs) you whenever you need me you tell me
0: yeah exactly right well i'm gonna shove a load of questions your way obviously i'll try not to make it sound too professional Um, but but you know what i'm like (laughs) (laughs) so to start off with just let the audience know about you
1: well me i'm i'm a i'm a welshie from uh yeah so i'm from wales originally um currently 23 jesus i'm getting old um and uh, currently living in malta just uh having a bit of crack on my on my rugby adventure this this weird old game called rugby you know
0: uh, you, you say you're old at 23 i'm 25 in november bro
1: I know, but you know you, you've 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 always been the grandpa of the group, anyway, haven't you? So
0: yeah, I suppose you're you're the young pup. <laughs>
1: young pup, uh, don't know too much about young pup, but I'll take it where I can get it.
0: Right, you've uh, you've got yourself a family there, haven't you?
1: Yeah, two kids. Beautiful I bet, I bet that, baby I bet girl. That's
0: and... On the years, hasn't it?
1: Oh that d- doesn't it doesn't it just I mean like <laughs> the, the, the three year old beats lumps out of me that rugby players can't even do you know so it definitely it definitely piles on you know when you sleep when you when you're just nice and peaceful and whack straight in the eye from oh god from from a three year old Mike Tyson you know um, uh, yeah but the the little one the other one uh, little boy Reese's. Uh, He just sleeps, so uh, I'm I'm sure in years to come he'll be bullying me and beating me up too.
0: (laughs) Oh, too right, too right. How's the missus? She she all good as well?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know. She's
0: probably sat right next to you, aren't she?
1: No, no. Like, I'm in the office at the moment, uh, Mm -hmm. so I could get some peace and quiet. Otherwise. uh, Check you out. Well, otherwise, the little ones would be. Well, I say little ones. The one that can actually talk would be trying to chat all of our ears off you know oh, yeah one, one no,
0: talks away and the other one makes noise
1: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and you wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise Christ. um but yeah um no the missus is alright though yeah she, good, good. she she's she's still not too keen on me taking the pitch every time I take to the pitch feels like oh, I'll never come off it <laughs> uh, well
0: well <laughs> yeah you ain't coming off anytime soon like, we, we we've rambled on for nearly four minutes you know all right so the first question it's pretty self-explanatory when did you start rugby and when i mean when did you start i mean if you were a little kid crawling on the pitch then that's where you start
1: christ um to be honest like so I would probably say sort of around like the high school age, so sort of like, like nine or eleven years of, of age. Like it was obviously you know g- growing up in school, yeah. like in 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 England especially in in high school, you know, like the 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 three main sports sort of football, rugby, and cricket, and probably in that order as well.
0: Yeah, um, I mean the area that we lived in, it was sort of. Ramsey was quite big with rugby. My school was big with sports all round.
1: Well, that, that's the thing. So, like the school I was at at St Michael's, we were sandwiched between two grammar schools that were very well known for their rugby, but still, <laughs> couldn't beat us. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, well, I can't I, say I, the, I can't say the same.
1: Un- undefeated champions for five years straight at high school level. You know, went to Twickenham yeah. twice. You know, yeah.
0: I never knew that. You kept that one quiet.
1: Well, you know, don't like to brag too much, me, mate. Uh, I'm just a superstar <laughs> uh, in the making, you know.
0: Well, I can't say too much about my school in rugby. We didn't do great. I think the the best score we had was against Highcrest, where we absolutely hammered them.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, like, everyone hammered Highcrest, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. That sure was, was that, not... that, that, that's like Italy and the Six Nations, you know, it's a given win, home or away. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. I'm trying to pick my school up here.
1: <laughs> I, I, so, unfortunately i can't let you do that you finish bottom every single year when we played you in our age grade yeah
0: yeah fair enough unfortunately we didn't we never played each other because i'm two years no, but, older than you
1: but we played together and yeah that was that yeah. was good that was th- those were fun years
0: yeah it was right so you started at a young age oh yeah um why, why did you start was it was it purely because you're a welshie and it's in your blood
1: you know what the thing is right so like i, I I'd, I'd have to give like massive credits to like m- my uncle joe and, and my grandfather like because i sort of like they they, they were massive rugby people like at, as we were sort of growing up um and obviously you know i you know my my, my stepdaddy he's desperately into his football, uh, but yeah. like watching both of the sports, I found myself falling asleep within the first 10 minutes of a football match and always oh, cool. craving more after a after a rugby match, you know? <laughs> like I'd always be wanting like, oh, 80 minutes only. Like let's go 160. You know? Like it, it, it was for me, it was sort of like the difference was night and day for me. Like and whilst everyone sort of, you know, grew up loving football, I sort yeah. of chose that different path and, and threw myself completely into rugby, you know?
0: I mean, it, who doesn't like getting slapped on the arse and tackled to the ground, you know?
1: Oh, mate, like, you know, if we want to talk slaps on the arse, I mean, <laughs> like, there would be a time where, where we would all walk around town seeing who could give each other the biggest one, and some of those ones echoed through the shopping complex, like there was no tomorrow. You oh, had God, Luke I, on his knees at one point, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. Jesus.
0: I, I remember them days
1: Oh mate, they, they were good days They were good days <laughs> Can't get away with that now, see You slap my ass, my hamstring will probably snap
0: Really? Is it oh, that bad?
1: Oh mate <laughs> 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 like
0: Oh I God. Said, I'm oh, yeah. getting old <laughs> <laughs> You're 23, man, shut up So Talking about rugby So, your favourite moments?
1: Oh mate
0: it can be anything from you playing or you going to a game or anything like that, meeting players. Well,
1: well I mean, like my, on honestly, honestly, you know, like every time I step on the field, it's a huge honor, and and you know, win win or lose, you know, they're 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 all great experience, you know, like yeah. even even the ones where you get absolutely hammered, you know, even when you can be on the end of an absolute toweling, like it's just a great experience you know but i'd probably say like in in my top three it's probably you know um like from the earliest memory obviously the trips to twickenham um i know obviously as as, as a welsh boy that's the enemy's ground but you know what a huge honor it is to go and play where where the giants play you know especially at like the tender age of what 13. Oh, you yeah. know, it, I still it, remember.
0: It, I still remember the first time I went to Twickenham. I was just amazed. The atmosphere was great and everything.
1: Yeah, and and to be on that pitch, you know, like and you know, obviously you don't get the crowds there that they get like for an England game, but all of those schools that used to compete in that tournament would yeah. be there, and and you know that built up the atmosphere enough. You know, I probably talking like later on in my career. You know, since I've moved out to Malta. You know, um, it's probably been the the fact that, like, getting my first sort of, like, call into the national camp, that, yeah. that's obviously got to be a favourite moment, you know. If you're a player aspiring to, to make a, a name for yourself in whatever country you're at, you know, yeah. being called into the national camp for, for both league and union, you know, they're both big, big steps up. And then oh, obviously... Yeah, that moment when you get your first cap, for your country, like, there's nothing like it, you know, like, you know, you talk, you talk about, you know, those big championship games, those end of season games, but nothing quite compares to the fact that, you know, you've got a whole country behind you.
0: Oh, too, right. Yeah. The, you know, the feeling of that alone would be amazing.
1: Well, see, some players like they say, oh, it's, it's a huge amount of pressure, but like how i see it is you know in 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 this like gang fight that is a rugby match you know you've got your whole country that's willing to stand behind you and back you you know like yeah. I, and, and and i draw from that energy you know it's it's a, it's a huge energy to draw from especially you know when you've got like obviously malta's quite a small country you know you you can walk down the street and and people go ah oh, good luck for for the game on saturday we're behind yeah, you, we're yeah. backing you, you know, you, you draw massive energy from that. Christ, I've been buying bread at Lidl and, and, and I've had <laughs> a few people come up to me, oh, good luck for the game on Saturday, mate, and I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but thank you very much. All
0: right, So, enough. <laughs> so, talking of favourite moments, um, without naming, like, the teams you support or anything like that, what was the first professional game you actually went to watch?
1: Oh, um...
0: That's yeah, a good, good question. I knew I'd get you on it.
1: Do you know what? What are you talking in person or are you talking on TV? In person. Oh, in person. It's only just recently, mate. I, anyone,
0: know anyone can watch a game on the TV, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like, I'll be honest. Um, I, I didn't. I don't support either one of these teams. Obviously, uh, I went to watch Cardiff and Glasgow with my grandfather when I was last in the UK, and like early 2019. Yeah. um, Or, no, it wasn't early 2000. uh, Late 2018, you know, so uh, just before COVID hit and all of that. Um, So, yeah, like, that was the first game I'd ever been to see in in real life. Um, Bloody hell. And I think the thing is, is that, for example, like, without trying to sound too like overly cocky or anything about it it's for example whilst i had quite a lot of mates that for example would go and watch a game in person or yeah, yeah. or whatnot like rather than going to watch the game in person like i'd have it on my phone or on my tv and i'd want to be learning stuff off it rather than being in that atmosphere because obviously i always had a goal in mind that i wanted to be where i where i am today and even higher than that i never stopped setting those goals so like for example you know you'd look a bit silly if you turn up to twickenham or the millennium stadium or, or wherever it is you're going with a notepad and and you're analyzing the players like you're eddie jones or warren gatland or something people look at you like you're weird and if yeah, you're there you want yeah. to enjoy the atmosphere you know you don't so you
0: wanted to go to the game understanding it fully rather than going to a game and wondering
1: what the hell's going on well no it's not just that it's like you know for example um you know i i've moved positions quite a lot until i found a position where i just wanted to stick at but yeah for example it was watching those players and going, well what 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 does he do here yeah that I'm not doing a, a training session or on a on a Saturday. Like yeah, what can yeah. I add to my game to bring my game to the to the next level? You know, whereas mm-hmm. if you go into a stadium, you just want to be cheering, having a beer, joking oh, around yeah, with your mates, having fun with the fans. So oh, yeah, for me, like obviously going to watch that Glasgow Cardiff game was was hugely special that was my first game to go and watch um but then um you know it it's it's uh for me it was from a young age it was never about going to as many games as possible it was mm. what am i gonna learn from these games like how much am i gonna learn you know
0: yeah yeah uh, it, with me i think i don't even i think i yeah my first uh one that i went to see was at twickenham um, I think it was like a spur at the moment with my little brother. Uh, we went to see Wasps versus Bath for Saint George's Day. Okay, um, yeah. And it, even then, it was my first time going to a real stadium. Like, I mean, not a like stadium. Adams, Adams to go Park. To. I mean, Adams Park was just. A little phony fucking oh i little. played
1: I, I i played at adams park It's nothing yeah. special nah, i mean don't nah. get me wrong playing in the stadium is playing in a stadium that's a huge like moment but yeah you know it's, it's it's like you know nothing compares to quite stepping up onto that international scene you know
0: yeah i mean i did go to a few wasps games when they were at, at based at adams park with my dad yeah. um the little like 10 pound ticket on a weekend or something like that
1: yeah, um, yeah,
0: but the real special one was my first one at uh, St. Uh, St. George's Day at Twickenham. Um, so yeah, it's probably one of my favourite moments.
1: What a catalyst to step into uh, for your first <laughs> ever game, man!
0: Huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Wasp lost,
1: by the way. <laughs> uh, well, they've only really, rec- they've only really recently gotten good, haven't they? After two thousand and nine, it was a yeah, straight yeah. decline.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so we've spoken about your favorite moments what are your worst
1: moments oh mate uh i tell you what like the 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 one thing that like immediately jumps to mind when you say like worst moments is
0: No, we're not we're not we're not talking injuries we're talking just the worst moments
1: like any any time where i go into a game like not myself so for example obviously you know you've you some players have like a hundred thousand rituals that they have to do before every game to walk into a game oh yeah or for example like you know for me i have four or five rituals i like to do i call my grandfather because you know he's like my biggest inspiration like i call my grandfather before every single game i do kicking while speaking to him on the phone and the reason i do that is because we have crowds that come down to the game and if i can do that whilst he's in my ear natter in a way i know that i can sort of like go well no i need to focus purely and simply on on this um you know i can I can make the accurate kick to touch or I can make the kick for goal or or the drop yeah, kick's going to yeah. be good even if I've got people nattering away in my ear. Because they even use like...
0: You use it as a concentration sort of skill.
1: Exactly. Like, But for example, like if I go into a game having not fully prepared like everything that I... Act, like, I don't go into a game 100%. Those are the worst moments for me because like, yeah. I enjoy my rugby. But if I don't go into it 100%, like... I'll have a sh- shit game. I'll have a shocker and 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 it'll put me down in the dumps. But like obviously the worst moment is as well is you know knowing sometimes when you work your heart out and and you go absolutely you know you're at every training session giving 100% you're doing extras on the pitch showing up early leaving late you know and for example missing out on team selections or not quite getting into the national camps or mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. You know like those are some of the worst moments because you know as a player you you work your heart out for like you know that that that's your that's your end goal the saturday game or the sunday game or whatever like you know whenever it is during the week or whatnot like every training session if if you you're giving 120 130 percent yeah, and, and you're yeah. not getting the game time, you know, like sometimes it can be a bitter pill to swallow and, and, and it can get on top of you if you're not careful, you know? But yeah, th- those are the worst moments for me, you know, is, is having to be a sideline spectator because yeah, yeah. you, you want to be in the thick of it all the time, you know? All the time you want to be in the thick How, of it. Have
0: you ever been left out of the squad?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, thing is with me, right? I, I'm, I'm the type of player that, like, you know like I said like you know I busted my hamstring a few times uh dislocated my shoulder done like mate rugby's not you know we're not playing tag here we're we're, we're, we're you know we're running body into body um oh, yeah definitely and like you know obviously if you pick up a knock one week but you know you're feeling good to go but you know you got the physios nattering away to the coaches and the coaches are sort of like taking a real good look at you and training and all the rest yeah. of it. And you can feel like you're 100%, but you just get left out, you know. And, and to be honest, I, I I appreciate the times where I get left out due to my own good because, you know, I, I, I've i played games like, you know, I, I, I was on once for like 20 minutes with a dislocated shoulder because I refused to come off because I wanted to see the job out, oh, you God. know, like like that's the thing, you know, and and that's why I agree with World Rugby. You know, the decision is no longer in the players' hands. You know, if if a medic comes on and says he's off, he's off. Yeah. You know, like it, it could be concussion, it could be any other yeah. injury. It has to be taken out of our hands. Because you've just the- got to
0: know when you've just got to know when your body needs a rest, really. Yeah, but
1: in, the, in in in, the, in that in the heat of that battle, like I'm saying, you know, it's a contact sport. It's very yeah. sort of like yeah. in your face. You, you you don't you don't wanna show your opponents that you're taking a backward step even if you are injured, you know, because it could give them the psychological boost that they need to overcome your team. So oh, yeah, you know sure. like that those are the times I've been left out and, and and even other times, you know, where I've just underperformed. You know, I know where my standards are at, and if I underperform, you know, I get left out. And it's up to me then to to take how long that takes to for me to bounce back and get straight back into where i need to be standards wise you know
0: all right well you fully explained that one christ yeah yeah
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god so with your injuries you um spoke about your your shoulder your hamstring what about that scar on your arm
1: uh, yeah, well, you know that that was a long, long layoff that. <laughs> um, uh, Mother's Day. oh Christ, like Mother's Day i I wake up for a game. my mum my mum had already gone off to church, um, taking my little sister with her and everything. you know I had a game. Yeah. Um, like myself and my teammates were going to, and I just had a funny feeling walking into the game, you know. Uh, it was my first sort of start for High Wickham, um at the time, and uh, it was my first start of the season. Uh, we were about three or four games in, yeah. And um, yeah, I get given this ball with a huge amount of space in front of me, and okay for it. I, I, I'm like, you know, you got to back yourself, back yourself and go. <laughs> so I, I, I start running and in the backfield there was like a number eight that was receiving attention and you know number eights weren't small especially at that age as well when we were all sort of like what like 50 60 kg winger running down the wing thinking i'm gonna go for it and you've got 120 kg number eight that has other ideas and i honestly didn't see him you know and it was only after when they told me that yeah he was there all along and i'm I'm haring for it and i'm thinking you know First try of the season, here we come, boys. Smash. <laughs> get 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 absolutely blindsided. Um, I tried to get up off the floor, because uh, adrenaline's obviously in at that point, and I completely snapped my arm. Like, I snapped. Yeah. Like, so you got the ulna and the radio in your arm, and I snapped the ulna, and yeah. bent the radio over the top of it, and dislocated the wrist. You oh, know, I did the cool. full Monty. I don't do things by halves, me. Like, anything that could have possibly gone wrong (laughs) went wrong um so uh yeah it's taken to the the high wickham and that was the funnily enough that the first time i said happy mother's day to my mum was in the hospital (laughs) oh god (laughs) happy mother's day to to her
0: right Uh, Um, i bet she she hated you
1: oh you know (laughs) i tell you what the best part about that break right the best part about it was when i went to because i was taken to aylesbury because it was a specialist that i needed to go see yeah. um um i had this nurse that she throughout the night like if i got hungry she would literally like, warm me up stuff like mac and cheese uh mac and cheese with broccoli you know burger and chips she went out to the mcdonald's and brought me back a mcdonald's you know i couldn't like i felt like i was staying at the ritz you know i didn't want to okay. leave <laughs> you know it was it, it was it was absolutely outstanding I, I absolutely loved it you know but obviously then the worst part was was the constant breakdown trying to get back to fitness so uh, initially it was like an eight month rehab time you know like eight yeah months until i could like you know start even putting like strength back on it And then it was just constantly breaking down again like you know and i wasn't understanding why and obviously being quite young at the time you you know sometimes you don't know what your limit is
0: yeah and so
1: it was constantly breaking down and what was eight months turned into 18 19 months
0: i can remember like the amount of times you actually injured the injury when we were sort of out and about and doing stuff
1: well, yeah, like um, it was at one point, like they told me, you know, even lifting something like a, a book could have broken my arm again. Yeah, you know, it was, yeah. it was a dodgy time that, like, that almost co- uh, co- uh, cost me my rugby career. You know, that Damn, that almost crazy. caused me to lose um, my 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 rugby career. Um, and they said I was very lucky to have not done it. And when they told me stuff like, "Oh, you'll never be able to do a push up again," all I wanted to do was prove them wrong. You know, uh, yeah. I can do push ups now. I can do all of this. Uh, and and it's like you know, it's a mindset. You know, like some of these really bad injuries. Some of the top professionals don't come back from some of their worst injuries. You know, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they it's they loads. take they take a lot. Like everyone sees the physical side of an injury but no one ever sees the mental side of it until you've had one. Yeah. You know, that that constant, you know, think about it, you know, I was so close. I was in the London Irish Academy at the time. I was so close every time to making my debut for, for London Irish, and then it broke down again. And
0: it's nuts, I remember you telling me about that.
1: It, it, it just, it destroys you, like absolutely destroys you. And there's nothing you can do apart from give up, or get back on the horse and try again and and my mum didn't raise a quitter
0: yeah yeah you Whereas know, as like... you said when when you get on the pitch you've got to back yourself if you can't back yourself you need exactly. to stay off the pitch
1: yeah exactly exactly and and that's the thing i've learned you know whenever i've gone into a game feeling a bit 50 50 or, or having a, a strange feeling like i don't stay on the pitch for long uh, because unless you, you're there 100 you're gonna get hurt yeah
0: yeah exactly you know so obviously throughout your rugby career you've had to improve your skills and all of that mentally and physically Um, did you ever play any games or do activities off the pitch that improved your skills
1: yeah so for example you know rugby is a winter sport so for example like during the summer your goal is to try and not lose all of that progress because I, I i hate players that like for example you know they're fit during the season then yeah. it comes to off season and they completely let themselves go and they have to start from the bare minimum bottom again to, yeah. to to work their fitness back up and then you get sort of christmas time and they've only just reached fitness but then you have your christmas break and then they lose it all again like so you, me, so, you kept
0: yourself fit all year round, on and off season.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, for example, in the summer, like you know, I, I, we we had we had a friendship group, and and like myself and Tasneem, I used to wake up at six in the morning, go to his house over in Castlefield, and we would go down to the like local park which had a few tennis courts, yeah. and we'd be playing tennis from about seven in the morning till about midday. You know, when the sun got out and all the rest of it, like when it was at its peak and then we would sort of take a relax and lay down and when i used to go to his you know i didn't take taxis i didn't take buses we used to ride our bikes everywhere you know like and you really like people really underestimate that just by walking or just by cycling or anything like that rather than taking the bus rather than like taking a taxi by by driving you know sometimes you know your body can be that exhausted that you need to take the cab that you need to take the bus that you need to take the car but for example i'm not saying you need to push yourself to physical exhaustion every day but for example you know there's a difference between physical exhaustion and just being plain lazy yeah Um, yeah you know like for example you can always tell yeah for example like you might be feeling tired but one of like the, the most common things that I don't think people quite understand is is that, for example, when they tell you that the best time to work out is in the morning, you know, like early in the morning, the moment you wake up, when you're feeling you're most tired, like on days where I've done that, it's physically woken me up better than taking a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you could be feeling tired, but your body's actually feeling ty- t- fine. It's just uh, the mental attitude is I'm tired. I just don't feel up to it. I just like that. That just stamping it out, you know. So for for example, playing tennis during the summer, yeah, or or or, or, or whatnot. For me, like you know, obviously that would keep me fit. But that that was just activities. Like for example we lived near a nursery that had a playground and my sister used to go to that nursery and they used to say to like, cause myself and, and, and my dad, we used to go up to the nursery, uh, um, yeah. to go pick up my sister. But, uh, obviously we'd be there about half an hour before she was due out. And one time we just said, Oh, should we take the ball and just have a, like a chuck around on the playground? Um, because it wasn't ever in use. Um, and they told us that uh, like, I could come up there whenever I like wanted to and, and and just have fun up there. So, for example, they had like a little football thing set up. So it was like uh, the semicircle and stuff. So yeah. like taking stuff like I would have to take the accurate kick from my semicircle to my dad's or, or your semicircle or, or, or whatever it was. And stuff like that you know little intricate things that would be like for example those are the extras that help develop your game to the next level you know whilst whilst you've got like the rest of your team are all at home playing the ps3 you're out there you know putting in the extra even 20 minutes you know 20 30 minutes it makes a huge difference you know in terms of where your skill levels are at you know
0: well i remember all the I think we went through a phase where every day we'd go to that one school and just use their playground exactly. to kick a ball around, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. And and it would be like, for example, they had a big hill, like a big grass hill that we could, yeah. for example, when I would practice my drop kicks, I could practice like my big drop kicks as far up the hill as I wanted to, knowing that I didn't have to run to go get the ball back. It would come back down to me, you know, uh, and even still you know it, it was the different types of kicks drop kick grubber kick uh just a simple up and under like uh, uh, a distance clearance all of yeah. those different things you know they're, they're all what help you know for me that like i i could pass a ball you know my passing of the ball was was never the worst uh, i think i
0: think we tested our we tested our grubber kicks our punts our oh, drop yeah, kicks our sorts. passing all sorts didn't we
1: yeah, but you're a forward. You weren't supposed to be doing all that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. But now I suppose you can forward. probably hear my dog in the background.
1: <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. My dog's just walking around on bloody plastic, so you can hear it.
1: <laughs> he just wants to make sure that he's featured in the podcast as well. See.
0: So... Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah my my I... partner's in front of me, just uh, staring at me. She said she said that you better make this perfect otherwise she's not gonna like you it's
1: fine I, I i am perfect me <laughs> joking but I yeah i just want everyone to know that that was a complete joke i'm not perfect i know i'm not perfect please <laughs> don't
0: cancel me that's right you will going get cancelled but yeah, yeah. We, we i remember the the little uh on the top of the hill where the grass was it was me you tom and michael wasn't it where we used to yeah. just do two on two or oh, something yeah. like that
1: and it would be it would be two on two and it would be like we would fly at each other like there was no holding back we could have been the best of mates in the world but there was no holding back it was full on i'ma run into you you're gonna run into me i still yeah. remember the time where i think it was tom and michael were on the same team and they kicked to us and you'd sort of like just pop me up the ball and i ran at them and instead of yeah. tackling me, they just both stepped out of the way. And I, at the time, I was fully like you know tucked in low body position, ready to take the contact and try and bust through it. Yeah, and I thought they were both going to try and hit me from. from and the it, and it
0: wasn't even it wasn't even like one of us would go with one of them. It was always me and you against them, and they wouldn't stand a chance.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, I mean because because the difference is at the time it was like Tom Tom was really only just getting into rugby, and Michael was always like. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should try out for Wickham. I don't know if I should do this. Whereas you and I were actually training for a purpose. Yeah. Like, that that was the difference. So, for me, it was sort of like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, like, playing with someone that's only going to be giving me their 50%, you know? Like, yeah. if I'm giving my 100%, I want my teammates to be giving their 100% as well, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, of course. But, yeah, I, I think we, we went on a, a daily rampage where we just constantly went up there and just to train or do something yeah i mean i'd I'd bring my boots um you'd bring your boots um
1: you remember i used to supply supply you guys with kit you know oh yeah i i gave you a scotland shirt i gave tom a welsh shirt like i gave michael like I, i i i would just be happy to like give you guys kit not giving a crap if it's going to get ripped or not because it was all sort of like it was all stepping stones you know for me
0: yeah definitely well we'll move on to the next question because i'm only on um question six out of like 14 uh who's your biggest fan
1: now you see so obviously i've i've I've, i I, like i showed my I, i showed my girlfriend sort of like you know what you wanted to like roughly what you wanted to be asking me and uh she was like oh well who is your biggest fan you know hint hint and i was like well see this is this is the thing for me like obviously you know my biggest fan like you know my family my girlfriend my grandfather my uncle you know they all they're all telling me you know how hugely proud of me they are you know my uncle happily walks around like you know going like ah my nephew he plays for Malta and wants all the Maltese kits so he can be supporting me my grandfather the same you know they're hugely proud of where I've come from you know all of my family are yeah but for example you know I would I would probably have to say you know like my biggest fan is is you know, probably my my outside half, my number ten. Yeah. Because uh, you know, we, we we created like, you know, quite a bond and, you know, for example, if he's not on the pitch or I'm not on the pitch or all the rest of it, you know, we we still have a bit of crack and, and just love to watch each other play. You know, like obviously it's it's a bit of a you know, a bit of a how how would you say it, like not bromance, but you know, like, you know, we, we we know we're more than teammates, you know? Yeah. Like and for example, you know, even when we're like having fun, like we do like Monday Touch Rugby to keep fit and et cetera, like we always go on the same team as one another because we just love to create stuff off one another and and you know that 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 comes with understanding each other on and off the pitch, you know? Yeah, like, yeah definitely uh, and, and so, you know, because i think it's a bit of a cop-out answer to say oh well, my family you know they're my biggest fans and all the rest of it you know we're not we're not here to give half-hearted answers you know like that, that that's oh, yeah, how exactly. it is you know like I, i'd probably say you know my, my fly half or center partner uh his name's kyle um yeah. he he's he's like you know I'd like to think he's my, he's my biggest fan. I know I'm, I'm 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 his biggest fan, you know. Like, so.
0: Has he actually said though, or are you
1: assuming? Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and fully assume <laughs> at this point because, like, you know, what's the harm in doing it? All, all I'm gonna get is a message from him going, you, "I'm not your biggest fan," you know. You, I hate you. I hate the fact that you play outside of me. Uh, but there we go. Uh... Well.
0: My partner just stood next to me saying, "You talk a lot."
1: I do talk a lot, <laughs> but did you get me on? Did you get me on the podcast so I could sit quietly?
0: Well, yeah, that's very true. It wouldn't be a podcast if we were just sat in silence with it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, your viewers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your viewers love the change in voice as well. You know.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Well, wait, wait, wait. What are you trying to say? <laughs>
1: Listen, guys, I'm going to be taking over the podcast from now on. You've got a new voice. I'm here to stay. You can't get rid of me now.
0: Hey, fuck you. This is my podcast. (laughs) But let's move on to the next one. Where was I? Um, Yeah. So, your favourite player or any idols that you have and why?
1: So, like, professional wise. Player or players, should I say. Like, Obviously, you know, you've got like I, I'm I'm a huge fan of pretty much every professional rugby player. You know, like for example, you know, uh I've I've had some players like, you know, like the likes of Mike Brown I haven't liked in the past and all the rest of it, but I've understood now where they where they were sort of coming from. You know, this game that's hugely attritional and especially for them in, in, in the spotlight at all time you know it's it's hugely exhausting so like you know I just commend every player at the top level you know uh right down to the grassroots you know like obviously I aspire to be like some of the best scrum halves in the world like you know you've got Faf de Klerk, Anton de uh um, yeah you've got like you know um uh the 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 cracking boy Kieran Williams coming uh Kieran Hardy sorry coming through at the moment from Scarlets and Wales and and Ali Price for Scotland has really changed the game for them, you know. So yeah, yeah. like I said, like, you know, I still I still look at them, you know, my my, my 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 girlfriend like hates it when I do it. Like I don't just watch a game to watch a game. Like I'll watch the game the first time round and live in the moment for the game because you have to enjoy oh, yeah, your, your your downtime and you know there's no point in in doing it if you can't enjoy it. But then I'll rewatch the game and go, you know, what makes him the way he is and yeah, what yeah, can i do to add that to my game you know because it could be at the, the lowest grassroots levels or the top top like professional levels you can never ever say that you can't learn something from someone else in your position
0: well i'm surprised you didn't turn around and say lee halfpenny
1: well listen lee halfpenny was was probably my inspiration when i first you know, when I first started playing, because like I said, you know, I moved position quite a lot. I started yeah. at, at, at fullback, and obviously, growing up, you know, Lee Halfpenny was was probably one of the best fullbacks in the world. Uh, I I mean, I'd say you he had... had the best in in in, in our hemisphere, yeah. um, but for me, it like you know, he's still a big, huge inspiration and all the rest of it. But like. I, I would say like idols and inspirations have got to be people in your position because there's no good at me, you know, being a scrum half, having the inspiration of a prop forward because it's not it's not going to make too much sense. Yeah. You I know, mean, different, when, different... out
0: of all the Welshies, I would probably say for you, um, maybe Lee Halfpenny, Dan Bigger, George North.
1: Oh yeah, you know these 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 boys were were hugely instrumental in in like you know like I I, I tried out all of these different positions yeah, because yeah. of them you know because I like you know I looked at the harp and go you know what I want that I want to do that on the field I, I, I want to go down on Saturday and take a high ball and I want to counter attack yeah or, for example um like like george north for example you know i just want to overpower someone smash over and and, and get the try or for example like like you were saying like a damn bigger i want to take the ball and control the game you know yeah. i want to play i want to play how i want to play and i want oh, else to play around me you know And so that's you what makes you, these boys.
0: you sort of took all of their skills and put it into one player so to speak
1: yeah it, like you know, for example for example you have to take the different aspects from the different players so for example yeah. like i would say you know obviously i play uh scrum half so for example you know i could say i built my kicking game off of the likes of dan bigger and gareth davis um yeah. and and lee Halfpenny. i take my control from from them as well but for example i'm not your sort of normal scrum half like sort of like you know like george north's power like you know, I aspire to have that. I, like you know, yeah. I want to work on 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 that. You know, I I back myself in any contact situation that there is. You know, but and 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 that's how it is. You know, I, I take attributes from 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 every single player.
0: Yeah. I mean, course, if I if I was if I was to pick a player for myself that I really did look up to, um, it would be a very very. Hard question to be fair. I don't really know how to answer it. I'd probably say someone like Richie McCaw, personally.
1: Yeah. I mean best uh wanker, I mean flanker in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay. He, he, he
1: was he was he was good at what he did, but my god he was great at the dark arts was, was Richie McCaw, right? Eh? <laughs> Blasted. <laughs> yes, he was.
0: <laughs> oh god. But that's the thing with rugby you you get the ones that are good at both playing the game and being dirty um who but would you say who would you say is the dirtiest player you've sort of heard of
1: heard of um i mean you know you gotta say the likes of uh, dylan hartley you know like during his his younger days you know this this, oh, yeah. this man this man was probably well he actually is the most carded and penalized english rugby player yeah ever yeah you know and uh for me you know like it was just the, the little stuff that was unnecessary for him to do off the ball off the field yeah, yeah. but I, again i say it now like you know like i look back on it and i go you know what i understand it I understand that sometimes, mm. you know, like these players are under huge th- things, you know, and and, it, and it's a difficult thing to, to combat. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, yeah. Can't
0: oh, I can't say you can't say. I much against <laughs> Oh, God. Well, it's one of them things, isn't it? Um, I was going to say something, but I can't remember. Um, we'll move on to the next question, I guess. So your favorite club? and why
1: so obviously my favorite club have got to be like at club level it's always going to be the scarlet's for me you know um they were my they've been my team ever since i could support a side um so for example you know for me you know, in Wales, there are there are really four regions you can pick from. You've got the Dragons, you've got the Ospreys, you've got the Cardiff Blues, and you've got the Scarlets. Yeah, and yeah. my whole family are all like Cardiff-based and supporting Cardiff and all the rest. Hey, of it. You
0: despise Cardiff Blues?
1: I don't. I don't necessarily despise them. Yeah, I, I, you do. I, no, listen. I'll support. I'll support them <laughs> as long as they're not playing us. Like, oh, yeah. you know, for for the sake of my grandfather and my uncle and everyone else. But for example, you know, I sort of set I set set the trend, you know. I not that I didn't want to support the Cardiff Blues, but for example, yeah. like my idols, like the halfpenny George North, they played for the Scarlets. Mm. So of course I was always gonna gravitate towards the team that my favorite players played for. But oh, since yeah, then they've obviously they've moved on. But I will always support the Scarlet. I I, I named my daughter after the Scarlets. Yeah, like, yeah, I I Scarlet. Like I named Scarlet for God's sake. You know, like yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't get any more so sort of obvious. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Oh uh, God. Wait. Wait. Was there any other names on the cards, or was it simply Scarlet?
1: Oh, simply Scarlet. If you're talking club level, it's it's simply Scarlet
0: oh god
1: no one else even in (laughs) contention no one else at all no no
0: no one could budge you from the scarlets i mean i tried
1: (laughs) oh mate you know what i I would i would take a professional contract at the scarlets for them not to even pay me a penny swear i mean i'm
0: you know who i support in rugby um yeah yeah
1: yeah of course the dirty boys
0: no, I wouldn't say they're dirty.
1: You know, you know, you know, the the, the relegated boys to.
0: they used to have their days where they played dirty. Um what do you no, expect I, when just, we've got I'm, French players?
1: <laughs> well, I mean I I am not talking dirty on the field. They're, they're a formidable side on the field, but they couldn't stick to the rules. So well, yeah, there is that. D- dirty boys, dirty boys.
0: Oh god. Well, the next question would be who do you play for, and who have you played for?
1: So, I have played for a few different teams in my in, in my illustrious career. Um, so, I've played for like so. I'll start from the very beginning. My first club was High Wycombe, um, and obviously played school rugby alongside that. Um, I then moved on to the Bucks uh county team uh and then moved from there to london irish whilst i was in college yeah um played for london irish for about three years
0: that was through uh bca wasn't it
1: yeah that was through uh yeah bca um uh then after that i i moved out to malta and When I first came out to Malta, I played for a team called Gladiators, who unfortunately folded. Um, But uh, I captained them. I was their last ever captain. Um, My first ever, like, that was the first time I'd ever captained a side at senior level. Yeah. Um, You know, as a young buck coming through as well, it it was a huge honor. Um, Then I moved on to a team called Overseas for about a year um because we sort of had the transition period where like as we were sort of folding as a club we were sort of integrating our players into the overseas camp um so I stayed with them for a year but something just didn't feel right for me there so I I wanted to move on um and then I moved on to a team called Cavalieri which I've been at for about three years almost four but uh currently things are up in the air. I, I, I don't, like, you know, uh, currently I'm a free agent, not with any sort of side at the moment. Um, yeah. Like, things are, things are yet to be yet to be seen for, for the upcoming season, obviously with COVID as well. I don't want to sort of say, say, I don't want to say I'm sort of like going, like, yeah, I'm going to play for Cavs again this year or I'm going to go to overseas or Stompers or Falcons or, or Wolves or, or whoever it is. I don't want to say any of that. You know and sort yeah. of start training with them now just mm. for our season to be cancelled again oh yeah and then It'll go gutting, wouldn't it? well it's it's sort of like you know i'll 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 play the rugby to keep myself fit i'll go to a few different guys training sessions calves stompers overseas you know i'll just mix in with the lot yeah um obviously got like the malta training that keeps me fit as well um so yeah, like in terms of, like fitness or anything, like you know, it, it's not a problem for me. But in terms of the like, you know, who who I see myself playing for as of next year, it's yeah. still open. It's 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 still hugely open. Uh, guys, anyone listening out there that wants to sign me, I'll come cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm yours if you want me.
0: Yeah, you're saying that you come cheap. It sounds. It doesn't sound like you want rugby. It sounds like you want something else.
1: <laughs> well i mean like i'll take what i can get
0: <laughs> um well I, I was actually meant to come out with you wasn't i um when you went yeah. with gladiators
1: yeah yeah, um,
0: yeah obviously i met my missus plans changed left you left me yeah yeah I, I left you <laughs> hey it works out for the best though look, look at us now we're on a podcast
1: <laughs> We're on a podcast, you know, who could have said that about four or five years
0: ago, eh? Oh, I definitely couldn't have said that. I I didn't even know I was gonna do this. I, it was just sort of a suburban moment thing. Um you may yeah. a
1: name for yourself, which is hard to do in this world, you know. Oh, yeah, like exactly. taking Especially a stand now. Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, um I, I was meant to come out with you, like play with the gladiators. Obviously, like you said, they, they folded. Um But what was it like playing for the cavaliers or what they called
1: yeah Cavaliery, uh, but like yeah well when i moved when i moved to Cavs, uh, like they hadn't a game in in a very long time and and they hadn't had a title for about 10 12 years yeah um and my first season at the club was sort of in a building phase but we managed to get to a cup final which the furthest the club had gotten like i said in about 10 12 years Which was huge. It was huge for the club. And, and, you know, like, we were really sort of playing for the shirt. And we lost that final by a couple of points, you know, to a team that we hadn't beaten all season. And I mean, like, when I say we hadn't beaten them all season, there was like a a 20, 30 point difference every time. And we pushed them very close in the final, you know? Um, Obviously, I have my discretions about, you know, certain players that were picked in the team for that day because like you know due to the fact that they hadn't been training and and, and etc but you know ah like the past is the pass, you know like i said it was a brilliantly huge experience to be taken apart of that cup final you yeah. know then we played the next season we played um and we only managed to get to about february time before everything got called off with covid to be honest but you yeah, know, yeah. We, we 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 won the sevens um because we we did like a pre-season sevens tournament we won our first trophy for the first time in in, in like i said like 12 years um you know which was hugely you know great for the club you know definitely mm. brought some confidence into the camp made us feel like we could actually oh, you imagine. know progress and do stuff you know it wasn't just words anymore and we set ourselves on a good standard to uh not win the league but win the uh, like win the cup um yeah like, uh, and and we were hugely competitive whereas before like i said we were at the tail end of like 40 50 point loses mm. you know yeah
0: well um the next question, it's quite a sensitive one. Um, and I know that it hurt you a lot at the time. So it's sort of going back to sort of the worst moments question. You were at a club and you lost a player. Yeah. How did that affect you and your game?
1: Well, like I said, like, you know, um, this was huge for me at the time. You know, this, this, this was. Like mental, because like that was one of the reasons I left overseas. Because obviously the player, when I lost the player, I was playing for uh, overseas with him at the time, yeah. um, and uh, it was we just lost the cup final to Stompers, um, and uh, normally win or lose, we'd go to our bar in Native and Patreville in Malta um, to get. They sponsored us, so we got like buckets of beer and, and appetizers and all the rest of it oh, as part of the sponsorship deal. Mm. Um, and um, something felt off about him as he left the field. Um, and to be honest, I think he should have been taken off the field like well into the game because you know yeah. he had a, like a crack in his in, in his head and everything, and he was like he looked more like a mummy coming off the field. Um, sure. you know, like I know, I know we we joke around, like you know, rugby players are held together with a bit of sticky tape and and, and whatnot. But you know, he was generally genuinely on that day, he was personifying that you know that stereotype. Yeah. Um, and things just didn't seem right, like you know, and, and normally he was the first person out partying, win or lose, because you know it's important to bounce back immediately because you have such a short turnaround space. You know, you're talking like. Seven days, and you're going back into another match, and it wasn't going to be another cup final match, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, obviously, then we got the news Monday morning that you know he passed away in his flat, and um, you know, it was hugely upsetting. And 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 the thing is, I had so much going on at that time, you know, I was called into the rugby league, multi camp, yeah, um, yeah like to start preparing for world cup qualifiers you know uh, i bet you just people.
0: wanted to go out there and just show them that it uh, makes you stronger
1: hugely so but at the same time for example it does make you think because like for example every co- like it took me a little while to sort of bounce from it mate because for example you know you kept you keep thinking to yourself like you know um sometimes you don't know when you've got a head injury you know and yeah. and and you know any hit could be your last hit you know on, on that rugby field and and it's true listen you can't hide away from the fact you don't play you don't play rugby not knowing the risks that are involved in playing oh, rugby exactly. you've but got if, to know the
0: risks before you get into the game
1: but for example honestly it almost made me retire because I took a hit in the national camp like an elbow to the side of the head Yeah, that, that, that sort of split my eye open and like uh you know, uh, it, it 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 sort of like really. I I got very emotional. I got you know I was concussed. Like you know I had black eye. That that part didn't bother me, but it was just the fact that only just weeks earlier we'd lost a teammate. You know, and mm. I was in a similar position, and yeah. you know yeah. I just had my my baby girl at the time, and it was just so up in the air and so like. You know, in 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 my face, like you know, it did almost make me turn my back and hang up my boots. Um, but that's not what he would have wanted. And like you said, like then you sort of start to get into the mode of like every every time I take to the field, you know. Like I said, obviously, you know, you want to make your family proud, you want to make your your friends yeah, proud, and everything. But for example, you know, all of your fallen teammates or or whatnot, or people that you know. Like you just want to go out there and 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 do them a bit of fucking justice, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can understand it was that. Huge,
1: yeah. No, that 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 was that was that was probably a defining moment in in my in my rugby career, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, sticks I, bet, I guess it's helped you get to where you are now
1: well yeah you know sometimes you know you I still I still hear him you know screaming at me come on James don't give up you know because <laughs> like you know sometimes you hang your head in a game you know especially when you're on the end of a big defeat and and sometimes you know you just need a, a friendly voice to to shout at you to get your oh, head yeah, of course, set course, always, on, you know
0: yeah well um the next question uh see this one I've resented you for this for a while um I never told you so, oh this, you... this is
1: going to be rugby league isn't it
0: it's uh yes why sure. the switch to league
1: well so i haven't switched <laughs> to league per se you know like it's not like i gave up union and went to league uh in malta obviously you know we're such a small nation that you know you can play both codes yeah you know and obviously like it, it comes back to like the question that you asked me earlier about like what activities i do like rugby league is a summer sport and rugby union mm. is a winter sport so yeah if i could be playing rugby for 12 months you know that keeps me fit the whole year
0: oh yeah of course you definitely. know
1: like and obviously you know um malta currently sit like 16th in the world rankings of rugby league you know we 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 we're not that far away from qualifying for world cups you know and all the rest of it and obviously you know when you get called into national camp you know like i said earlier you know it's a huge honor it's a it's a great bit of experience you know yeah Uh, and 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 any chance you get to represent the national jersey you take it with both hands and you run with it and hope that no one ever catches up to you but for example for me for me it was sort of like rugby league rugby union mate it's rugby you know (laughs) like and, and and I and I started to find myself. I I really enjoyed the aggression of rugby league. You know, like because it's different. You know, it's attritional. It's it's very in your face. And I I found that then when I went like after my first sort of like rugby league experience where we played the two World Cup qualifiers against Ukraine and Greece, we I went back into uh, Cavalieri camp and like immediately i felt like you know well i can put in dominant hits whenever i please you know yeah. like this this is what i've been doing all summer long you know bring on my next opponent in a way you know like it it felt it felt different and at one point like you know we would run in a fitness thing in 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 cavalieri training and i think i was the only one out of cavalieri to actually get put in the the national rugby league camp at the time and yeah. uh, our coach said to me uh like this session, James, I want you to take it. I want them to play rugby league. I want you to ref it, as it were, rugby league, because he said, I'm sick and tired. We look like a bunch of pussies because <laughs> we're, we're not, like, you know, we're, we're getting knocked backwards in every tackle. Teacher, I want I want them to make dominant hits. Yeah. And I was sort of like, you know, like, okay, because I was on the sideline anyway, because I'd, I'd picked up a knock anyway. So I was sort of like, you know, and... And, and it really does help you know i think it's hugely underestimated and and i'd love to see more cross-code games you know where for example you know if you think of the likes of like jiffy and all the rest of them back in the day they all made the switch to rugby league at the time as well and then came back and played for their countries again in union and for me yeah, yeah. you know it can only better you like i said all of the experience that you get whether it be rugby league, rugby union, rugby sevens, I despise sevens, but I still play it because it's uh, it's a it's an added bit of experience, you know? Because oh, yeah, of course. like but, oh, for I example for example, to make a covering tackle in union, you've got to be able to run like, let's say, half the length of the pitch and still be mm-hmm. able to hit your man. And in rugby sevens, like that's all you can do is try and cover the space and shut them down with like a side tackle or a covering tackle like whereas in rugby league you know you sort of like it's direct hits run man for man at one another and it's the aggression factor and then in rugby union it's a lot more like tactical get the ball back set up the next play it's a little bit slower you know you can take everything from every single code that you play and add it into the game that you want to create you know yeah it's cute
0: i i remember the days where you always said, uh, th- th- everyone, this is the guy that used to say, oh, I'm never going to touch rugby league. And you yeah. did say it quite a few times.
1: Yeah, I did. So, I mean,
0: yes, when when he you went over to it, I was there like, oh, you, you contradicted everything you've said before.
1: Mate, I was a young buck at the time, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, let's put it this way, you know, like, it, again, it's, it's like the maturity factor of it.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: like when I was young, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have even thought, like you said, I I I was staunchly against it. Don't want to play rugby league, won't touch rugby league, even the rugby league tournaments that they would do at Wickham during the summer period and everything, wouldn't be interested. But maybe it's the fact that it was a national camp, or maybe it was just the fact that I'd matured as a rugby player, that when you mm. when I got the call up to go into rugby league, that was that was where I wanted to be.
0: You know, yeah, yeah.
1: like that, that. that's where I was at, that's where my head was. And funnily enough, this weekend is the uh rugby league uh tryouts for our world cup qualifiers coming up uh in October. And I'll be there this weekend putting a hand up for myself, trying to make myself back in the side. And, and this time, I don't like this is what I'm saying, like this time, I don't just want the starting jersey, I want to be the captain, I want to step up. I want to lead this country into its first World Cup in any sport. You know, Malta have never represented in any sport at any World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to be like, you know, can you imagine like, you know, they they, they love football, they're football crazy out here. Not, not many other sports get a look in. But like, you know, for example, being like the first person to take the step into, like being the first sport even just to take the step into the World Cup, can be huge for this country could could even oh, yeah, define could even define where all of the sports funding goes within the the next couple of years you know it, it's it's going to be something for me you know like even if i get like the, let, let's say like if i get in the starting side and i get the captaincy the next thing i want my next goal is we win that game that game and that game and we qualify that's it yeah. three games heads on let's do it we know we can Yeah of
0: course of course
1: like that's that that, that's all it is for me is like okay i attained that goal what's the next
0: Mm. you know you're always looking to sort of go to the next step up the ladder
1: oh of course Ah,
0: Well, it's not a bad thing to do not a bad thing at all
1: so exactly
0: who do you aspire to be
1: i'll be honest like you're probably expecting like like I aspire to be someone like Lee Halfpenny or Dan Bigger or something like that but if I'm being completely honest I aspire to be the best version of myself because
0: that's the the one I was expecting if I I asked you that question about six years ago I probably would have got like a a Lee Halfpenny or something like that
1: Uh, oh hugely yeah
0: right now I, I was expecting the exact answer you gave me
1: well, the thing is, right, like, for example, it's all well and good saying, you know, I want to be as good as as, as Dan Bigger. I want to be as good as Lee Halfpenny and everything like yeah. that. But, you know, these professional athletes aren't looking at someone else going, I want to be as good as him. They look at themselves and say, well, that wasn't good enough last weekend. Get back out there and do what you know you can do. Yeah. You know, yeah, like like Lee Halfpenny doesn't aspire to be Willy LaRue. Or, mm. or Mike Brown, you know, like Lee Halfpenny aspires to be the best version of himself. And and I think like, you know, in every aspect of life, if you think like I don't want to be as good as X, Y, and Z, I want to be the best version of myself. I want that promotion. I want to look like this in my gym photos. I want yeah. to be I want to be on the 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 next flight to uh the World Cup you know if if you don't speak your dreams into existence no one else will do it for you so you know if you switch on and you have the right mentality and you always want to be the best version of yourself you won't go wrong but if you're too busy watching other people you'll find that you start falling behind a lot of people that never should have overtaken you yeah yeah you know
0: well again it was the answer that I was expecting um yeah that's that's pretty much all the questions done. Um, anyone that is listening, I do want to apologize if you hear the random dog bark in the background or the rattling around because they're walking on flipping plastic because they're idiots. In, you know, the, the animal wants their few seconds of fame, I guess. Of course, um, it'll take
1: five seconds of fame.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, so, like
1: like before 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 you say anything i i just want to thank like you know everyone from from like you know tasneem luke yourself like tom michael you know all the way up through like you know my family for supporting me you know everyone and because for example and i mean this in in the best possible way but like you guys were all stepping stones you were blocks you know like to to where i am today you know like uh, there there isn't a single one of you like even if it was just through friendship you know like i know tasney wasn't too keen on the rugby luke gave it a try but obviously you know this boy's shoulders would dislocate you know if he just swung off the monkey bars so (laughs) like you know but at least he tried because he knew what it what it meant to me you know yeah and and he knew what i was trying to attain and achieve at the time but for me i like you know hugely you know to, to to every single person you know friendships or or rugby wise or like you know tutors like my college teachers like viv my college uh teacher for health and social you know etc like they are the reasons I, I i keep on going you know because mm. for example you guys gave up free time to help me Achieve certain goals that have gotten me to where I am now, and if I was to throw it all away from where I am now, you know, I'm doing you guys a disservice. I wasted your time, you know. Mm, yeah, but that's why when when you were on about like your podcast and stuff, I, I'm always in in your DMs messaging you, mate. If you need me, if you need my help on anything, if if, if you, you, you know, you're, you're struggling for ideas, like, you know, let me know. If you need me to promote, I'll promote. If you need me to do yeah. this, I'll do this, you know. Like, I'm I'm happy because, for example, everyone helped me get where I am now. Like, now it's the time to bring everyone else up with you, you yeah. know, like, and, you uh, know, I never mean, forget your roots.
0: And, and this guy's not even lying. He he pesters me on Instagram DM. Like, he pesters me the high heaven. <laughs> but like, again I, I hugely appreciate it because it's feedback that i want to hear it's a guest that i can always rely on and obviously like you said promotion
1: yeah exactly um, like for example like i got my rugby in malta page that i i i i, broadcast. I put the the every episode on on, yeah, on yeah. the on the page just because you know like rugby for me has always been such a tight-knit family like you know mm. across the world from from new zealand to england from argentina to to wales you know it's it's always been quite a close family you know and and i've really felt that you know i felt it at every level of the game so for example like you know if if we can help always support one another that's yeah, that's, that's where we've got to be
0: well it... I expect to see this episode shared when it gets uh, released then. Of
1: course, of course. Of <laughs> so, sure. I'm, I'm on it, mate. Of course I'm going to be sharing it.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I'll see it all the time. I'll be getting the constant tags coming through on my phone.
1: Yeah, but exactly.
0: That's all the questions. Um, again, I want to thank you for coming on. But before we go, just pleasure. tell everyone where they can find you on your social media, isn't it?
1: So, like, I've obviously got my own, like, personal social media, which is the J-Man... Uh, 9932 on Instagram um, as well we have Ruggers TV that does all of like the Maltese rugby and and, and whatnot. not um, and as well we have our Rugby in Malta page which myself and a few of the players from the different teams sort of set up to try and see if when, when people come to Malta and they maybe search on Facebook Rugby in Malta they find somewhere where they can ask us oh well you know can i come down to someone's training session or can i join in in the touch rugby that's played on a monday wednesday and friday can i do this can i do that and and it's sort of like uh you getting players responding to prospective players um and it's just it it's it, it's a very nice thing to have because sometimes approaching a coach can be a quite a shaky prospect you know um but if you're just talking player to player it's a lot nicer so that's why we sort of set that page up but yeah that's all my socials to be honest um you can look me up on facebook but i'm pretty boring on facebook so yeah he he doesn't do anything on facebook i'm i'm (laughs) listen i'm I'm boring across all my socials but uh (laughs) you know most active on insta so
0: yeah well as i said from friday i'll um i'll get your socials up on my story on the podcast page uh as mentioned in part of this you'll Hear all about it. Um, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, um, again, huge thank you for coming on.
1: I'll oh, make pleasure uh, anytime. Anytime. So,
0: yeah. Right. Well, I'll end this recording now and I'll catch you in a bit, mate.
1: In a bit. All right. Bye. Bye. So that's episode
0: six done thanks again james for talking to us and answering the questions i hope that didn't feel too much like an interview And <laughs> i mean you know what i'm like go and follow his social medias anything that he has mentioned before um if you didn't hear it and you don't want to listen to it again god forbid i will be putting on my instagram stories everything that he's mentioned every media that he has mentioned as well that you can find him on I have got plans for many other episodes with guests. So if you want to get involved, please message me on any of the socials available to you and get your name on the list. I have two mini series coming up ones to do with mental health. So I'll get guests on. We'll talk about our journeys and mental health. Not so much myself. Um, I'll do my own separate episode to talk about me, but these ones will be more about you talking about what you're suffering from or if you suffer from, you may not suffer from anything, but you may know how to help others that are suffering. Um, and the other one is exploring life, which is stepping away from the mental health side of things and talking about you, where you've come from, how you've got to where you want now and stuff like that. And sort of talking about your experiences, any troubles that you've faced, again I'll do a separate episode to do with me um, because I don't want to spoil your sort of moment of fame so to speak or your spotlight I haven't got many guests yet on the list so please if you want people to hear your stories and journeys these are the exact episodes you want to be on and I'm pretty sure my brother James will be involved in more in the near future So keep your eyes peeled. Remember, hard work beats talent. And I'll see you next
1: week. Bye for now.